Greetings, folks, and welcome to episode 102 of the Far Beyond Metal podcast. I'm your host and guide on this metal journey, Daniel Cordova. In this episode, Lisa from Filth is Eternal discusses her first band, and I premiere a song by the band Black Sights in this episode's recommendation. Before all that, Jared Klein from Rivers of Nile joins me to discuss the band's upcoming record, The Work. We also get into him singing more on the record, being a sought-after drummer, what's going on with his other band, Flub, and more. So before we dive with Jared, here is some of Clean from Rivers of Nile's The Work. So uh, how, how have you been, man? How's the last year and a half or so been in this very strange time we're in? Um, it's been it's been very strange. Yeah, uh, I've been trying to make the best of it. Um, yeah, uh, I'm trying to remember everything now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we've all been through a lot. Uh, I've been through a whole bunch. Um, quarantining scared of having covid all the riots and stuff oh yeah um getting arrested for curfew um during those times that was intense and um continuing to stay safe um the president stuff i love it Uh, i love it described as the president stuff (laughs) Yeah, because there's so much to it. Yeah, like you, just, that's you could just clump it into one, and we'll just say that the president stuff is what it is. Perfect. Uh, working a lot, uh, working on music, um, trying to stay afloat mentally and positively. That's pretty much the gist of it, I would say. You're off in Reno, right? Yeah, Reno, Nevada. What is the general yep. vibe with all this in Reno? I know Las Vegas has kind of been a shit show. Uh, it's kind of the same. Sounds right. Mm. And you're, uh, you're, yeah. your day job is a brewery, correct? Yeah, I work at a brewery. Um, I just put in my leave of absence on the 9th. Uh, and um, I start prepping for tour on friday so i'll be flying over there over to pennsylvania with the dudes and how are you feeling about that whole tour thing because everything still has this weird aura to it but you've got a couple sick tours lined up between the black dahlia one and then the the european one with uh, a legion and others yeah um i i don't know i'm feeling pretty positive about it uh not covid positive of course if you catch my drift um (laughs) Uh, some venues are making sure that everyone is vaccinated as well as a negative um, COVID result. So uh, I'm really hoping that this continues and that we all could, you know, continue to make ourselves happy while making other people smile and be happy and, and be in a crowd together and be safe. Uh, it's been thinking a lot like, how weird the time is that we have to 
make sure that everyone is doesn't have a virus these days. It's so weird. Yeah, like I think this time is going to be very weird to look back on. And, you know, it's I've been watching shows like Brooklyn Nine-Nine just came back and they had an episode where they're wearing masks and it's this very strange time capsule. Or like Rob Halford from Judas Priest's book ends with him talking about COVID and, you know, being locked down and stuff. And, you know, every podcast I've done because we're all in the same weird thing. Um, yeah, spooky, weird-ass times. I'm supposed to see BT Bam yeah. at the end of the month in uh, Sacramento. Oh, sick. F- fingers crossed. We'll see how it goes. I'm I'm hopeful. Mm-hmm. I, that'll be my first show back, and uh, couldn't be a better way to start off. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, let's go to the um, new... The, go ahead, sorry. Oh, no, you're good. Um, yeah, I think I've only seen BT Bam one time, and uh, I saw somebody post a video of them at a BT Bam concert, and it looked amazing, so I really hope it works out. They're a band that I just happen to see like a dozen times. Like people, how they see fish and like jam bands and stuff. Apparently, BT Bam has become that band for me. Uh, I think this will be thir- thirteen or fourteen. Like it's not even like they change their set list every time. Like if you follow them on tour, I've seen them twice on like the same tour before, and it's the same set. But I don't know. I'm an idiot, I guess. And I just like give me all the wrist, Paul, and all them dusty. It's good times. Yeah, they're amazing. They're one of my favorite bands. Uh, coming to your band, of course. This is your second record with a band. How has this one been different than Owls for you, or has it? Uh yeah, it's a little different. Um, I did. I sang four parts, or I sang on four songs on on Owls. Uh, and I remember making a post a couple of years ago, like playing two sixty BPM and singing at the same time is is very stupid, which. <laughs> It's, I mean, it's hard, uh, but I got a little used to it when we did our headliner uh, with Entheos and Wolf King and Conjurer. Um, as time went on, I ended up, you know, being able to sing and play drums. And I do sing on the new album. Um, as You could see it on the, on clean, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just everybody agreed that they wanted my voice on the album a little more, so that was cool. I think I feel nice. Yeah, yeah, feels nice. I'm I'm glad I'm glad the dudes like my voice. I'm glad people that do know that I do sing on the album. Uh, I'm glad they enjoy it. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm glad to be a part of it. I'm glad that I could do more on this one than I did on the last. And try to be as creative as possible, you know? And uh, outside of percussion and vocals, are you doing, are you helping out with anything else? Like you playing synth? Are you throwing out ideas for like soundscape bridges and any of that kind of stuff? Uh, there were, so Brody just got a Moog synthesizer, uh, which is on clean. Um, and I did help out with some synth parts. And uh, I think it was two synth parts which was cool. Uh, we were just kind of messing around board while I think Biggs was recording bass and we were just trying to see what we could mess with. And Brody was like, 
do you know what we could do here? And I just kind of messed with it and it, and now it's on the album. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's pretty cool. So you, you contributed this whole sound world idea that uh, Brody is in the press release is talking about with this. Cause it, it sort of feels like a, a concept album, but also sort of feels like a big flowing piece. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it is pretty much, uh, the fourth installment of the concept, which is pretty cool. And I'm glad that we could get this done. You know what I mean? Get Biggs's vision finished. Uh, so yeah, it's re- it's really cool to be a part of. I, I think about it every day, like how happy I am to be able to be a part of this. And, you know, I don't see myself going anywhere as long as they want me around, I'll be here. Uh, and I did, do some um percussion i did uh some what is it cajon one of those things you slap on your hand that goes uh maraca yeah uh, yeah we did did get that um we got uh some clavés and some random stuff so we we did what we could uh to make it as weird as possible and it is super weird. I will give you that. I finished my first first full listen through of it this morning, and a song that really stood out to me was the song. I think it's "Wait." I'm really wondering what I wrote down here because I'm notorious for typos. There's a song called "Wait," right? Yep. Uh, it <laughs> the song itself is kind of this like post rock meets Zach Wild era Aussie song to me. And you <laughs> look, look, I mean, as a compliment, Zach Wild era Aussie is my favorite era Aussie which I think I might be in a minority. That's awesome. No More Tears is my shit. Um, <laughs> Hell yeah. But your role in the song is pretty relaxed compared to some of the other songs. How did that whole song come together? Because it's, it's a very odd one. I mean, the rest of the album is very odd, but for some reason that one like really stood out to me. Uh, yeah. Um, well, like I said, uh, we did improvise on, on a lot of stuff, especially vocals. Uh, that's, that's me singing Make Them Wait at the end. Uh, so that's going to be weird doing drum stuff and, uh, you know, singing at the same time. But, uh, we, I don't know. We just want to make it some seventies songs and, uh, same thing with maybe one day, uh, we just wanted to make a yes inspired seventies song and do what, what we're down to do, which is whatever we want. We just want to do what we want and it makes us happy and hopefully it makes everybody else happy you know what i mean i like metal that's that's geared to make people happy so much of it's just people frowning and uh... (laughs) (laughs) that is my perspective though i don't know about the other dudes but i'm pretty sure it's the same right i mean the the press photos for the album are, are kind of dark and gloomy but there's also past videos where you guys are doing like a old school sabbath kind of live set sort of deal and then of course i mean did you guys uh were you guys hesitant to include as much saxophone this time around now that that's kind of become a meme around the band because i did notice it's not as much as last time uh yeah it wasn't as much as last time i i think uh brody was talking about us not having sax on this album but uh we wanted to bring it back and i'm glad we did thank you zach um so yeah I don't know. I think I think it's a good um, addition to the al- to the band and to the album, which is pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, I, um, we didn't really do as much as the last one. 
and it's only a couple songs, which, but it's, uh, it's, it's good. I love it. You'll have a uh, Patrick back on tour with you guys again. Uh, if, if we need Patrick, uh, we will have him. Otherwise we will have the OG Zach who recorded the, the parts. Um, but yeah, I mean, if Patrick is available and he's not busy with cyborg, then, uh, he'll, he'll come with us for sure. And you also played on that record, right? Yeah, learning to breathe. How do you connect with those dudes? Because I, I mean, David was one of my first guests on this podcast, and I know he's not like really in the band anymore, but still, I, right. I keep up with those guys. Like, I'm wearing a cyborg shirt right now. Nice. Yeah, I'm wearing a Wolf King shirt right now. Speaking of the Bay, um, yeah, uh, basically in 2014. Uh, I went on tour with Flub and Cyborg. Um, I was filling in for Cyborg as much as I could. Like, um, I think, let me see, like a little, like a year before that. And then we decided to do some tours. So Flub and Cyborg went on a tour together and I did double duty playing for both bands every night for nine days on the, on the West coast. And it turned out being pretty fun. And then uh, eventually David was like, do you want to record our next album? And I was like, yes. And so I, I did that recorded um, learning to breathe with them at Nick's studio at Fang studio. And, uh, and then after that, I went on a two month tour with my brother's band, psychosomatic, which was also very fun. That kind of leads me to my next question about you. Like you've, you're becoming one of those people that has one of those drummers specifically that has a very long list of bands that you've played with, whether it be, you know, in studio, live, fill in bands you currently play with. Like I think that you on metal archives, you are currently active in six bands. How, how do you do that either creatively or just finding the time? Like I'm in a band, I have a podcast and a job and I'm exhausted. <laughs> oh Yeah. Uh, I kind of, I kind of just make the time, you know, um, I'll work and then I'll listen to the music all day. So I get it down. Uh, usually, I mean, at, at that time I was doing manual labor, which is pretty much what I do anyway. Like what I have been doing for a very long time. Uh, I think I remember specifically, I was doing tree work and lawn care and, uh, I would just have my headphones in, keep my head down and work my ass off and just listen to all the songs that I needed to learn. Um, and then I would go home and I would practice for four hours and then go to bed, do it again. Um, and then it, uh, eventually I, you know, I just got used to doing that and I ended up filling in for underling, uh, in 2016, which was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I kind of just have that formula where I work all day and eventually I just get the hang of the songs and then I just go home and play them and uh, it just works out so well. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool.
from the album Where the Owls Know My Name. That was some of the title track by Rivers of Nile. I'll have more Jared in just a moment, but first, this is my first band. Every musician has to start somewhere, and in this episode, Lisa from Filth is Eternal discusses her first band. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've told this... I've told this only to a handful of people, <laughs> but it was called Weeze, and it was a Weezer cover band. <laughs> when you said Weeze, I was like, Weezer cover band, of course. That can't be it, but it, it was... What your, yes, that what was my Weezer. first. <laughs> that was my first band ever, and I've like seriously. There's probably like count on one hand how many people I've told that to, and it's not because I. It's just that I just it's never come up, but every once in a blue moon, somebody will be like, "What was your first band?" And I'm just like, "It was Weezer cover band." <laughs> so, I don't know. It was cool. It was like, it was in that moment. It was what we wanted to do and it helped you learn, you know, song structures and how things are put together. And, um, I don't know. It's just, everyone has to have a first, I guess other people have way cooler first bands that are their own cooler only in the sense that they, it's their music, but you know, you can learn a lot from learning how other people write and how they articulate. And, and so it was a, it was my story, my kickoff story for music. (laughs) What era Weezer were you covering? Like, were you getting into Hashpipe? Was there a certain cutoff? Like, I'm assuming pre-Hurley. Like, that's well, that's absurd to say Hurley. I think it was like 2013 or something. But, are, yeah, what were you doing Beverly Hills? <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're talking like just like, you know, Blue and Pinkerton. That's okay. pretty, basically, yeah. Love is a Lie, Filth is Eternal by Filth is Eternal will be out on August 27th via Quiet Panic. You can pre-order your copy now at filthisaternal.bandcamp.com and check out my full conversation with Lisa back on episode 100 over at farbellmetalpodcast.com. Now before I wrap my conversation with drummer extraordinaire Jared Klein, here's a bit of one of his other bands. This is Rise From Your Grave by Flub from their album Flub. I would be remiss if I didn't ask what's going on with Flub because I I know Michael I know Eloy they were both on the show around you know the the last record or the the record that came out and uh, oh nice they uh here's a little tidbit they showed me some stuff for upcoming projects or upcoming releases and that was several years ago now so what do you got going what, what's up um I'm actually gonna see them this week they're gonna drive up from uh, Sacramento. Um, cause I leave Friday. 
to go to Pennsylvania. But, uh, you know, I can't say too much, um, but we're in the process of making some tunes. Hell yeah. And, um, yeah. So I might be doing stuff sooner than you think. I like that's, that. that <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much all I could say, really. Uh, I don't want to piss them off by saying too much. <laughs> I mean, Eloy, Eloy's Instagram stories are nothing but like guitar pro riffs and stuff that he's putting out there. So I feel like if one were to take the time and piece those together, I think you'd find a flow of album there. Maybe I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's I, possible. I want to ask about a specific flub show that I was at because I'm in, in Davis, you know, outside of Sacramento. Uh, and I oh, went sick. and I went to the tour kickoff show that had Cyborg and um, Steak Sauce Mustache and Memento Mori. Um, and oh, cool! Y'all yeah, yeah, yeah. were in the most wild, fun Halloween costumes. How did you? Just, <laughs> and this is a photo that, if you follow a flub, you've seen. How did you decide on yours? And could you please describe it for my lovely listeners? Because uh, y'all were every single one of you were looking very sexy on that stage. I think, wait, was I wearing, uh, I think I was wearing a Sailor Moon costume. Yes, you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we went to the the costume, what is that? I forgot what it's called in, in Old Sack, uh, the costume oh, place. Uh, Evangelines. Right, 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 right. So we went there the day of, and we're a band that usually, like, you know, wears Hawaiian shirts, you know, because Black Dahlia Murder did it. We were just like, let's do it. Uh, but we kept being goofy. We'd wear, uh, one time we wore, um, shorts and shirts and bandanas, like all different colors. I think I was orange and Mike was pink or something like that. Uh, but I don't know. We went to, we went to Evangeline's and I saw a Sailor Moon costume and it was a little too small for me. I couldn't find a large, so I got a medium, and I was like, "Fuck it, we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna do a live," and then, um, and then we did. <laughs> yeah, and that should just be a. I think that should just be the go-to look for you. Like, I, to bring it back to fish for some reason, their drummer always plays in a, a polka dot dress. You could always be Sailor Moon. <laughs> yeah. I could, yeah. Too bad I I tore up that costume when I was done, but I could always get another. Shame. I'm Evangeline is open year round, so just gotta make it just gotta make it down. Very true. Yeah, that's funny. The the, the uh, first time we did band promos, we met there and uh, took promos by the stairs, which was pretty cool. That is cool. I, I love that. And area. we were all wearing wigs. Of, of course. <laughs> <laughs> you already have long hair. You just have longer hair or different color hair? Oh, we were wearing clown wigs. It was funny. Perfect. Uh, yeah. Sick Afro clown wigs. Uh, do you have any more plans for grind, more Grindfeld? Um, you know, I wish, but I think that's a one one trick pony thing. Uh, I think Joel would like to focus on other things, and yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't really know, but um. Everyone will know as soon as we know if we do decide to do another Grindfeld thing or maybe something else. I would like to write more music with Joel because I love the sound that he makes. Um, I, I love his style and 
you know, just everything he writes is amazing. Cause I'm a, I'm also a big wretched fan or wretched. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know. Call yourself a big fan. How do we, how do we even pronounce it? Uh, I don't know. You just pitched a second pronunciation I never considered. So now I'm questioning it myself. <laughs> it's definitely wretched, yeah. but we, we just say wretched to, you know, give him shit. All right. Well, uh, thank you for coming on my podcast. Rivers of Nile will be out on September 24th via Metal Blade Records. You can pre-order a copy now at riversofnile.com and keep up with the band at facebook.com slash riversofnile. Now before I wrap this episode, I am recommending the latest from the Chicago, Illinois heavy prog trio Black Sights. Black Sights formed in 2015 and have been rather prolific in their six years. Their sound combines a sort of stoner rock meets prog metal meets sludge kind of thing. It's hard to put your finger on, but it's really fucking cool. On October 8th, the band will release their third album, Untrue. From that album, I have the honor of premiering the single, Lost Tribes. Here is Lost Tribes in its entirety.
Untrue by Black Sites will be self-released on October 8th. Keep an eye on Facebook.com slash Black Sites for how to order yours and head to blacksites.bandcamp.com for their back catalog. That'll do it for another episode of Far Beyond Metal. If you are in a band and you'd like to be on the show, head to farbeyondmetalpodcast.com, hit the contact or talk to me or whatever the hell it says section, fill out the thing and get my attention that way. You can also find all the social media stuff for me there. And of course, the theme song is Far Beyond Metal from the band Strapping Young Lad from their album The New Black, courtesy of Centrometer Records and Devin Townsend himself. Thank you for listening. Oh! Catbox Production.